You're listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. Each week, we talk to people just like you who share stories of God's faithfulness. As a side note, this conversation today is rated PG-12. So if you have little ones listening with you, you might want to press pause on this conversation and resume at a later time. For the next five weeks, our church will be looking at what scripture says about subjects like sexuality, gender, abortion, and politics. All those really fun ones. So definitely be praying for Pastor David as he prepares these messages each week. As for the podcast, over the next five weeks, we want to extend the conversation from the sermon on Sunday to bring you stories of how the God who did still does. Many of our conversations will include testimonies of redemption and restoration. Thank you, Lord, for what you do. So definitely get your tissues ready. As our pastor reminded us this past Sunday, it's important to remember that these subjects must be handled with great care because they involve people, people made in the image of God, people so valuable that Jesus paid the price of his life for them, people who will spend eternity somewhere, So we handle the difficult questions with great care because that is what Jesus did. Grace and truth. It's the tension we must embrace if we are to follow Jesus in this culture. Today, we continue the conversation about abortion. As you will hear from this conversation today, abortion doesn't just rob life from the unborn. It robs life from the parents as well. And millions of people in our country have been affected by the promise abortion makes, which is you get in, you get out, and it's done. It's all over with. You don't remember a thing. You go on with your life as if nothing had ever been there. But it's all a lie. And the father of lies, the enemy, is not only after the life of the unborn. He's out to destroy every life with even more lies. Like, you can't tell anyone your secret, especially those in church. You're going to be hated rejected. What you did is unforgivable. If this is you, I pray you will have the grace to truly hear the cry here. Like Pastor David said on Sunday, our cry is for life, to stand for the life of the unborn, and to stand for those who have been deceived by the lie of abortion. No one needs to walk these kinds of issues alone. There is grace. You are loved. There is healing. Don't believe me? Listen to my friend Debbie as she shares her testimony with us today. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to just dive right into a brand new sermon series and a podcast series that is basically just a jumping off point from what Pastor David is, is teaching on in regards to Handle With Care, talking about cultural issues and Jesus and what the Bible says about these issues that that really the culture is talking about and now we're talking about. And so I'm so excited because today I have actually a friend with me in the studio. I have Queen Debbie, or at least that's what I call you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even really sure why I call you Queen Debbie. Do you remember? Um, Ellie. Ellie. Okay. Well, that, that takes me back. Yeah. Uh, Debbie and I went to Ireland together this last summer, and my I took my daughter with us, and so Ellie is just a delight, and I guess she came up with that yes, name. she did. <laughs> uh, we've done a lot of things together in ministry, and so it's fun to be able to partner together uh, for this conversation, but we've done Passover together. Yes, ma'am. We have gone to Ireland together. Uh, 
you have served in Beltway Women, just as I have, and we've just done a lot of fun things we together. Have, we have. But I will say, I what I love about you, Debbie, before we begin, just because I feel like people need to know you, is that you are so full of life and so full of joy, and it's literally contagious, <laughs> especially <laughs> your you. laugh. And I want to tell a really quick story about you before we dive in, because I still laugh at this. You shared, when we were in Ireland, you shared a video that you took <laughs> of, I think it was a prairie dog. Yes. Yes, the prairie dog. The prairie dog. And you were watching it, and you were like, come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> I'm not even going to be able to tell the story because I'll laugh so hard. But it is literally so funny, y'all. It it's fall out of your chair, funny. And I I don't know how I'm going to share this, but everybody needs to watch that video because it's so funny that this little prairie dog pops out of his hole. He's staring at you, and what does he do? It's like he knows that I caught him on video, and he's like, ah, and goes back into his little hole. <laughs> and he literally like it's almost like he goes ah, and then he falls back. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I'm sorry. That was, I had to go there first, but uh, you are just a ray of sunshine and I always love when I get to see you in my day. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about you? Um, so uh, like you said, I'm Debbie Carrillo. Um I've been at Beltway for about 12 years. Um, I'm in the legal field for about 18. Um, I've been with my current Hannah family for about seven. Um, I um, love to travel, and I only found that out through um, short-term missions, um, and uh, I am a mama of three. Um, I have a daughter that's going to be 27. Her name is Brenna, uh, this side of heaven, and I love to resell on the side. Oh, yeah. I remember. That's a yeah. that's a hobby of yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, and you also have, our, I mean, you are gifted in organization and because we've done a lot of missions garage yes. sales together. Yes, I love the missions garage sale. That's my passion. Yeah. Many of you know this, this is actually going to come out after Pastor David's sermon on this topic. Um, but Debbie shared her testimony with our church body and she told her story. Um, and I would just love for us to just dive right in. And wherever you want to start when it comes to your story, let's start there. Um, so I wanted to, um, I guess, piggyback on um, the the lie of when you go to the um, and, and I hate the word clinic because it, it, it I, I feel like a clinic is where you can go for um, healing for healing yeah. and, and to me that's it, it's not healing when you go there so I, I would say the facility or, or place yeah um, it is a uh, they are just there to basically just um, uh, endorse, if you will, that your decision is is the best one that you've made and just not to change your mind in any way, form or fashion um, and, and ready to take your money so you can't change your mind and um, and, and just go go with that. And um, there's no counselors really to, to change your mind, um, uh, uh, to, to answer any doubt. Um, and I know it sounds weird or, or the word, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but to speak life into you by any means, there's no, that, that is not what they're there for. And, and it's just a, a drive-through mm-hmm. situation. So it's just, it's just. Sterile. Yes. It's just, there's just nothing, no mm-hmm. life there, literally no life there. Mm-hmm. So. So it sounds to me like when a, when a woman is considering this option, 
if she has stepped foot inside of a clinic or for lack of a better word, facility, right. place, right. Yes. that kind of place, mm-hmm. when she's walked through that threshold or over that threshold, she's basically made, like in their mind, she's made the decision and they're, they are going to tell her what, what are some of those lies that, that maybe she's already believing or that the enemy is speaking or, I mean, in that scenario. Uh, for me personally, I, and, um, and, and I've had two. So once I've stepped into that door, I, once I had stepped into that door, the weight was even heavier. It was like a magnet. There was no turning back around. It was like I had already, you know, I've already, I was already on the table. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't, it was, I was already numb. So it was just a, like, a, it was literally like just getting on a conveyor belt and just, you're already numb. It didn't matter what they were going to say. They were just, okay, we, we know, you know, you're here, this is going to happen. And you're, you know, there's no turning counsel, back. Yeah. No, no, no counsel, no um, anything. Um, and, and I feel, I truly feel in my heart that if somebody was there to counsel you, like I know that Pregnancy Resources does, there would be so many changed hearts, minds, souls mm-hmm. saved. Mm-hmm. And it's not done that way. Right. At all. Talk to me about how abortion like affects those that are involved. As someone who has had two, and I know each person has a very unique story, but how did that affect you after you've gone through what you say, a conveyor belt, and you're numb? Maybe maybe we even need to backtrack before that. You know, I don't know, but... Tell me about what happens for the woman who has made that decision. What happens after? You know, every every woman's story is unique. But for me, the point where I w- in my life where I conceived, it wasn't a happy place. It was it was in a, you know in, a, in an extramarital affair um, for the for the partner. So it was the sin upon a sin, mm-hmm. um, but so my heart was already my heart was already hard, but it was just even stone after that. Yeah. So I just was dead after the procedure, um, and and like I mentioned, I just I did not want to say the word abortion, and I didn't feel that anybody had the right to say that word um, because it was just so painful um, because I didn't know about healing. I didn't know that I needed healing and I sure did not want you or anybody else to speak on it. Um, and I did not want to see about rallies. I didn't want to see about anybody being pro-life because I didn't understand uh, that there was freedom and I needed freedom. And I didn't, under- I surely didn't have a relationship with the Lord. Um, and I didn't know that he wanted me to come to him with my pain. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So that's that makes all the difference yes. with our pain and suffering and the trauma, whether it's self induced or not. Like, right, that's the difference, right? Because the voice of the accuser was so loud, mm-hmm. so loud. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, his voice was even, the, the, the accuser was even louder when you had other people making the, the accusations as well. Like, you'd made the best choice. This is going to be better for you. You don't have to worry about this and that and this. So you just, you just went with it that, oh, okay, I did make the right decision. Yeah, you're trusting you know, my, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. my life is not going to be bothered or changed. I can go on and keep on sinning. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Do you do you think that the majority of women who step across that threshold into that space into that place, do you think that they are doubting their decision, and then, or what do you think? No, no. Because if if you haven't been healed, unfortunately, you will have another abortion. Mm-hmm. You will have another one and not understand what you've done. Mm-hmm. Um. It'll so it's a, another layer of trauma, you know. And so until you're healed, it, it, you will see it as the type of birth control. Mm-hmm. So and 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 like I mentioned, you know, I'm the mama of three. So I have. I had another one after I had Brenna, because I didn't understand that it was you know it was wrong to my soul. It was wrong to you know I was hurting myself literally. Yeah. I, it I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Because again, when I went back. For the second one, they were there to gladly take my money. And, of course, they didn't say, hey, welcome back. But yeah. they might as well have, Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I can imagine for people who may not have abortion in their story, it is our awareness of the pain and its effects in people's lives that breeds compassion. And as you and I both know, because we both have now a relationship with Jesus, and we're going to talk about how you got into relationship with Jesus here in a moment mm-hmm. and just how he rescued you, redeemed you, you know, all of the things and allowed you to heal, you know, gave you the healing that you needed. But for those of us who, um, I mean, I'm thinking about the church at large, even we need to have compassion, you know, and, and we're seeing compassion increase, obviously, um, when it comes to women who have this in their story, men who have this in their story. Um, but the, just like you said, the enemy's voice is so loud. We got to be louder, right? right with right. love and compassion. Right. And so I, I just I look at Jesus and the way he looked at people in the New Testament. And he, you know, when he looked at someone who was in pain, he had compassion. Right. Or when he had compassion, the Bible said he had compassion and he healed them. Or he was moved with compassion and he healed them. Or he was filled with compassion. Right. And I'm looking at those words going, we have to be filled. We have to have, we have to look. And it is in that seeing and hearing, you know, other people's stories that helps us build that compassion muscle, you know, right. in our heart Right. Um, to be praying for people who have such trauma right. in their, in their stories, people that we may not even be aware of in that we sit next to at church or in the same, you know, Bible study with, I mean, who knows because women and men, it's a hard thing to share, right? It's a very hard thing to share. And we're going to talk about here in a little bit, um, where women and men can, can find that place, um, that's safe and comfortable to be able to walk with people in groups. Um, what would you say to those who don't have abortion in their story? Well, like you said, um, compassion. Um, 
I didn't have the relationship with with Papa that I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the church family that I found at Beltway was the only way. Mm-hmm. It was the only way that I was going to get where I am today. You know, um, in 2014, when I was at the release retreat, and I went up to sweet Mindy Horn. I love her. Mm-hmm. Papa already knew what my question was. And I know she knows. She knew what it was, too. Because all I asked her was, when can I stop asking for forgiveness? Mm-hmm. And she just lovingly wrapped me in her arms and she said, Honey, he has already forgiven you. You have to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what the father of lies does. He tells you over and over that the Lord will never forgive you. And that is a lie a upon lie. a lie because mm-hmm. you just have to ask one time and it's already forgiven. He already knows your heart. He is forgiven. So I'm forgiven. But, you know, we have, like you said, we have to have compassion because we don't know anybody's story. Mm-hmm. We just we just have to love everybody. We have to just, we just have to be the light. Mm-hmm. We just have to be the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to remember that in any encounter that we may have with another person, we don't have, you know, the, the knowledge of what their past has looked like. Right. For anyone that we come in contact with, you know, and, but Holy Spirit, Jesus, they do. They do. They know. And I just, I think about the plans in heaven and what he has planned for his kids and the way that he intercedes and on behalf of his kids and the church, hands and feet of Jesus. And I love that. The Beltway family was a part of your healing and your journey to um, your heart being made whole. Yes. But I'd love for you to, to, let's rewind just a bit back. And would you share how you came to know Jesus and how you came to surrender your life to him? So I, I, I've always known that he has been with me. Um, I, I was, I think I was more taught, uh, it was the fire and brimstone kind of, uh-huh. he's watching you. Yeah, religion. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I guess I was probably in maybe junior high or high school that I was taken to, um, faith deliverance and Holy Spirit got me there mm-hmm. and I was just undone by Holy Spirit, but I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I asked and nobody could explain it to me. Um, but I can't, when I came to Beltway for the first time, was Holy that in, Spirit. Was that in 2014 or was that No, before? that was in 2000. Oh, I got ahead. It was been, so 12, 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago when I came to Beltway, Holy Spirit got me like on this, I guess that really reconnected it was on the second visit and I signed up. I became a member of that second visit. Uh-huh. You know, I remember Than walked me through that <laughs> that class, and I just knew that that's what it was—the same Holy Spirit, that yeah. feeling, that tingling, and just I was like, okay. But um, it was—I had had a, a a nightmare that the enemy was just after me and after me, and I remember just 
I, I would be vulnerable and say that I didn't open up my Bible. I just picked it up and said, Father, if you're real, I need you. I need you to to pick me up from the pit of hell right now because I was living in that bipolar moment where I was about to attempt for the third time suicide mm. because the identity of the bipolar that I was living in after my third my second abortion that I was just already just spiritually bankrupt um I need you to save me because I'm I'm done. Yeah. So I just just that mustard seed faith picking up that Bible turned it all around for me. Wow. And then it just started to change and change and I mean I could talk for hours but mm-hmm. that's when I started to believe that bipolar was not your identity. No, mm-hmm. it was not and so it started to change for me and I've been healed. I'm no longer bipolar. I don't take any psychotropic drugs. I am healed and whole. Like I said, I've been rescued and redeemed. And And not just partially. No. He went for the whole enchilada. (laughs) The whole tamale. Which I'm just... Yes, Side Jeffrey note. already got me. He wants tamales. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I wasn't going to ask for tamales, but I was going to say you are the queen of making tamales. So, <laughs> Well, you and I as believers know that forgiveness is for everyone, right? for anything. Yes. For everyone, for anything, no matter the secret, no matter the shame, no matter the sin, there is nothing that the blood of Christ in what he suffered and went through, death, hell, the grave, resurrection. There's nothing that he went through that his blood, his mercy, and his grace does not cover. And I'm so very thankful that the Lord had a, a beautiful story of redemption for you, Debbie, yes. and that you have chosen to look back and help others. So yes. I'd love for you to share, um, you know, a sin is a sin and God forgives all of those sins. You know, when we surrender to him and ask him to come into our lives, the Bible says he casts those transgressions, those sins in, into the lake of fire and yes. they are as far as the east is from the west. But like you said, it's it's even a harder process to forgive ourselves. Yes. And so even though that immediate forgiveness is there, like walking in forgiveness is has to be done in community. Right. Right? Yes. Which is why that church family piece was made all the difference, which is what you said earlier. Yes. So I'd love for you to share. There's a, um, a class that you teach that you help walk other women through called Surrendering the Secret. Um, and this is Surrendering the Secret of Abortion. And I'd love for you to tell me about this class and um, what it's like. So um, it's an eight-week class. Um, We do, um, it's probably sometimes 20, 25-minute video. Um, It's uh, taught by Pat Layton. Um, She does the video. And I walk women through freedom. Um, And and it's very interesting because a lot of women have have walked through life thinking, like, like I did, that I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I, I'm healed mm-hmm. until you really hone in on to a lot of what you've buried mm-hmm. um, under layers of excuses, 
patterns, um, thought processes until you really, until you really learn to identify all these things. You really, you learn that you really aren't healed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you haven't prayed through it. You haven't, um, been coached through it. So it did, it did a lot for me. Um, and what is so sweet with the Lord, the way he did it for me, um, I was on the Sea of Galilee, mm. and Randy said, um, spend some time with the Lord, and he's got something for you. You know, he always does for everybody. And I was in my little time, and Jessica wasn't Pastor Jessica, the woman, yet. Mm-hmm. And she knew I got something, and she said, you just got something, didn't you? And I said, I did. And the Lord told me that it was time for me to go on my walk. And I told her, and she was like, oh, my God, you know. I'm going to respond to you. And I was like, well, like okay. Like a walk to Emmaus. Emmaus. That's what you're yes, saying. Yes, yeah. my walk to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. So she signed me up. She was my sponsor for my walk. Sarah, I took my, I took the class, Surrendering to the Secret or the secret of Abortion. My class ended on Tuesday. My walk was on Thursday. Wow. Boom, so, boom. Yeah. So <laughs> that it was, the Lord's timing was perfect. And, you know, and so after I took the class, the Lord was like, okay. Um, you've had this time to really, really process all this. And so it was like, oh, come on, baby girl, you're going to do this class. And I was like, oh, no, you know. But the lady that did this class for me, she told Pastor Deanna that she was only going to do it one time, and the Lord was going to bring the lady that was going to do the class. Hmm. And I'm the lady. (laughs) And you are the lady. (laughs) Queen Debbie is doing the class. Queen Debbie. (laughs) And this is your fourth class, isn't it? This is my fourth class. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but I've taken it, like I said, I've, I've decided to take it, well, the Lord decided, not me, to take it out of the church mm-hmm. because the women are li- believing the lies that, you know, everybody's going to know yeah. that I've had an abortion. So if I do it at the church, women won't come. So I've decided to do it out of the church. Yeah. So women A different will location. Come. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's still covered under the Lord. So, yeah. you know, we're all covered, you know, by the blood of Jesus. It's so. still the same class, yes. just in a different yes. location. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and I just I want women to know that still come and talk to me just because other women see you talking to me doesn't mean that you've had an abortion. Yeah. So don't get that notion. Yeah. But you know, still free, feel free. You know. But it's very important to to get that freedom. So mm-hmm. this class is very very amazing, and it, you know, and and I it's still so sweet because every time I do it, the Lord just shows me more and more and more. It's you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just more. He's like, I have more for you, girl. I have more for you, girl. So I love that there's always more in the kingdom. Yes, he's an abundant yes, God. He is. So he he's is so abundant amazing. in one thing. He's abundant mm-hmm. in so many other yes. things that we may not even be able to comprehend, right? Yes. Until he brings us to that place where he's like, I got more for you, mm-hmm. baby girl. Yep. So much more. <laughs> I love that. Well, and what I hear you saying in this whole you know, process of holding on to a secret or holding on to pain, holding on to trauma, like... We can't do that alone. No. We're not meant to. We're right. not meant to live with that burden hanging on us, you know, weighing us down. So I want to encourage you, if if maybe abortion's not in your story and you're listening to this going, how does this relate to my life? Are, do you have a secret? Do you have something that is weighing you down? Maybe it's something small. Maybe it's something big. Maybe you just need to sit with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Maybe throw on the Sea of Galilee on your computer screen. Yes, yes. (laughs) Sit with the Lord and ask Him, Lord, is is there anything in my heart? Is there anything in my in my past and my history that I need to bring to You first, and then I need to bring into the light with community, 
so that I can walk in greater levels of freedom Correct. and the anointing that you have for my life. Because we, the Bible tells us that that they, Jesus wants us to have life, but not just life, life abundantly, abundantly. Yes. abundantly. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not living in that place, we got to get that because that's what he bought and paid for. Yes. And so I would love to know as you're connecting with women through this class, and this is your fourth class, if, as you are doing this and you're connecting with these women and you are being a mentor of, in many, many places and a teacher and someone who's not only been there, but who's walking in paths of victory, you know, you're walking in paths of victory and what has God done in you since you've started teaching this class and walking these with these women hand in hand? So one night when I was sitting behind some of the ladies, um, when we were watching one of the videos, Papa showed me this beautiful vision. It was a huge room filled with our babies, so happy, leaping with excitement, each saying, my mama's coming for me. And for those sisters in that class, their babies, their babies, saying that's my mama there, that right there, that will always be enough for me. And because I have a daughter and a son waiting for me, I'll keep teaching as long as he keeps asking me. Thank you, Lord, for that vision. It's so beautiful. I'm thinking about the women who right now are thinking about their babies who are in heaven. What would you want to say to that man or woman who is thinking about their child who's in heaven? There's never been a moment that you were never not still a daughter or a son of the all-loving Father Almighty. You're always going to be his son or daughter, always. That's good. It's so important as believers to keep coming to him. Yes. Because what we need most is his love. Yes. We may think it's one thing, but ultimately it all boils down to needing more of his love. To cover, to shelter, to strengthen, to bring peace, to bring joy. It's his presence that all of that happens. And I love Holy Spirit and how he ministers to us in our pain. And how he, his job is to remind us of who we belong to. Yes. So if you are... A son, if you are a daughter, you belong to Father God, to yes. Papa God. Yes. And there is nothing that can separate you from the Father. His love is so deep and high and wide and great. Debbie, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Your story, your testimony, I believe is going to bring so much freedom. Thank you for being who God has called you to be for such a time as this, for stepping into your destiny as a world changer, (laughs) because you literally travel the world. (laughs) I would love for you to share um, any resources 
that you know of for any man or woman who has abortion or a secret in their story? What would you, what resources would you like to share before we sign off today? Um, so I like this one that's called helpline.org. Um, it's a 5013C nonprofit organization. They have help. They call them helpline coaches that are, um, you can call their phone number. Their phone numbers, you know, we'll have that for you. Yeah, but, we'll have it in the show notes. Um, yeah. But they have helpline coaches that have actually, they're trained and they've, they have had been through the same situation as I have in women. And I don't honestly, I don't know if they have helpline coaches that are men, but I do know obviously that they're women. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a great organization to help women. Um, and then, of course, pregnancy resources uh, to help women. Yeah, they help women and men and yes. the whole family. Yeah. Yes. Um, but one thing that just now when you were you were talking that the, the Lord just wanted me to share that, um, and, and it's always hard for me to share stuff like right away because I'm just like, uh, um, I, want, I want people to know that the reason why I get so emotional still when I share my testimony is because it still pains the Lord so much for the women and the men with this trauma. Mm-hmm. So it breaks my heart for what breaks his. Mm-hmm. So please just get that, get that freedom. Mm-hmm. He's not done bringing freedom. No, no. That's why he's still, ter- he still tarries. He's not yes. returned for a second coming. He's there's sure. still more of his kids. He wants redeemed, saved, healed, whole. Yes. You and I talked earlier about the trauma prayer yes. as a resource for, for anyone who's dealt with any kind of trauma. Yes. Um, I've used the trauma prayer for myself, for my children. Yes. When we've had and experienced hardship or trauma, death in the family, those kinds of things. Um, so I will link the trauma prayer in the show notes. Um and I, w- also surrendering the secret. You're doing a class yes. right now, is that correct? Yes, yes. So the next class would be after this one is complete, is that correct? Correct, okay. correct. Um, and we'll, I'm sure Jessica will post that on our, on okay. our uh, so, site as well. Yeah. So if you want more information about that, obviously we'll go to the show notes or you can just go to beltway.org and find your way to women's pages, the women's yes. page and go from there. But the class is called Surrendering the Secret. And then also I'll link information to Walk to Emmaus, as you mentioned that earlier, because it's not just about the you're forgiven, all right, but there's depths of healing Correct. and wholeness that that Holy Spirit and the Lord desires to walk you through. And Walk to Emmaus, is, I love that he just provided that two days later. Like yes. you finished that class and he's like, okay, okay. I got some more. <laughs> let's go, girl. <laughs> so we'll definitely um, link to all of that as well. But thank you so much for for coming in today and having this conversation with us. And I would like, just like, I'm going to end it with you. If there's anything else you want to say before we sign off. He is truly close to the brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. Amen. He is. I know today's conversation was heavy, but before we sign off, I want to leave you with a scripture found in the book of Psalms. The Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's Psalm 147, 3. I love that our Lord is faithful. He is faithful to heal, restore, renew, and breathe life into our lives. I'm so thankful for Debbie, for what God is doing in and through her life, and for her vulnerability and her bravery for sharing her testimony with us today. 
If abortion is a part of your story and you desire the freedom and healing that you heard Debbie speak of, I encourage you to seek the help she mentioned in this conversation. Head on over to our show notes for all the links and resources to ministries we have here at Beltway Park, as well as our amazing ministry partner, Pregnancy Resources at Abilene. Thanks so much for listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. Come back next week as we discuss yet another difficult topic and what Jesus has to say about it. I can't wait for you to hear yet another testimony of redemption and restoration. We hope you'll have a wonderful day. And remember, God is moving all the time and He's moving in your life too, Beyond Sundays.